Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. Welcome to Sword and Shield Podcast. I'm Colonel Rick Erich, 960th Cyberspace Wing Commander. Today I'm joined by... Chief Master Sergeant Billy Baber. Welcome, Chief. Thank you. Really excited to have this opportunity here at the Leadership Summit to have a discussion. And, um, and, and I'm excited personally to have you join the team here in the next few months. I'm super excited. And it's it's been great these past couple of days being able to hang out with the gladiators and kind of see uh, all the magic happen and all the wonderful things that you guys are doing. So excited to become a part of the team. You haven't changed your mind yet? Not yet. <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> still a few. Yes, sir. <laughs> no. no, that's awesome. It's, I think it's a great opportunity, um, you know, for you to kind of get a little peek under under the tent and kind of see what we're all about. And um, we're not afraid of, you know, sharing what our challenges are and helping understand. And I know you're going to be a great part of the team to help us solve those problems. Appreciate it. Now, this is a great opportunity. How many, you know, incoming command chiefs get to do this? You know, come in and sit in the leadership conference and, and get to get to know the chiefs, get to know the colonels, get to know the commanders. So this is an amazing opportunity. And thank you for inviting me to come. No, that's awesome. And you know, we don't do this very often, especially in COVID, to get everybody right. together at one time. So it's been great to try to take advantage of that. And I think here at Robbins, although it's a little bit difficult to travel to, it's a great opportunity here with the missions we have going on and to expose not just you, but everybody that's here yes, sir. to what's going on. So. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're at ARPC right now, and um, this is an opportunity, I think, to, you know, tell the Wang a little bit about you and what you believe in. And so we'll just kind of walk through some things and um, um, we'll let the discussion go where it goes. So sounds um, great. Tell us a little bit about Chief Billy Baber and kind of how you grew up in the Air Force and go from there. Chief Billy Baber. OK, so um, I started off as Reg F way back when. We won't go into dates. <laughs> no. Uh, as as REGAP personnel, I've been a personnelist my entire career. Stepped out for a bit to do PME. Uh, you know, my heart is with professional military education. My heart is with developing the airmen. So one of the best assignments that I've ever had. And uh, did some stints in San Antonio, Kirtland, uh, New Mexico, Ramstein, Air Base Germany, and came back from Ramstein. And that's when I became an IMA in, in the reserve world and became an NCO Academy instructor at Lachlan as an IMA and did that for a few years and uh, became a member of the 340th and was a TR there for about a year. And somebody told me about this amazing AGR program, <laughs> knew nothing about it. And they're saying you could be on active duty, but you're still a reservist. And I was like, sign me up. So I became an uh, AGR at the 340th. And from the 340th, I went to the Air Reserve Personnel Center and did some requirements, systems requirements work there. I uh, worked on AFIMS too. Uh, don't hold that against me. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of hard work went behind that. It doesn't look like it, but a lot of hard work went behind Absolutely. it. But, yes. uh, and then from there, I went to the Air Reserve Personnel Center and uh, became the superintendent of the directorate there at DPX. And moved on and became the headquarters Rio group superintendent, um, which is now a, a command chief position. Uh, 
one thing about the reserve are always growing and, yeah, and being better. For sure. And then was uh, honored to be selected as the ARPC command chief. And that's where I'm at right now. And, you know, and I did mention my PME days and, you know, I was lucky enough to, to be an instructor at such a young age in my NCO career. But I knew right then and there, that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my career is to develop airmen. And, and, and that is what my passion is. And that's why I'm so looking forward to this opportunity to go to the 960th. Um, opportunities absolutely at ARPC and took advantage of those opportunities to, to develop our guys and to develop our external customers. Uh, it's going to be great to be able to be more face-to-face -face with the airmen and, and be able to really get in the weeds and, and, and learn what they learn their needs again and, and develop them the best way I can. That's awesome. Um, I also enjoyed coming back from headquarters staff back to the field and, and, uh, you know, for us officers, uh, I really enjoy the, you know, field and then staff and field and staff. So, you know, your experience between those is is really what I'm excited about. Your time at the 340th, understanding that whole supported supported wing structure. Yes, sir. You've, you've fought through some of the same things. The choice, yes. That we're doing now. Mm -hmm. um, your experience with uh, Rio, I think, is really critical to your, you know, your opportunity here that, um, we've given you because of the GSU structure and the challenges surrounding that. You clearly understand. Yes, sir. Um, huge amount of challenges that come with being, you know, a GSU supported so supporting entities, and and just, you know, again, the most important is making sure our airmen are taken care of, whatever that looks like. Uh, you know, whether whatever those obstacles are, my job is to to tear them down, right? To to at least get. The communication flow, the partnerships, the, um, you know, the, the, the mission partners. And I know on Lackland, there's a lot and, <laughs> yes, there um, are. looking forward to building those relationships. Cause that's what it's about, you know, absolutely building great relationships and making sure we're taking care of, of each other and, and our airmen. Yeah. I think that that's really critical. And the, the other thing too, uh, that I'm really excited, you know, for you to join the team is this development piece. And so we're new wing. I still call us a toddler. We're still two and a half. And sometimes we have our, you know, our tantrums, our two-year-old tantrums. And this development piece, I think we're at a critical point um, of our maturity and taking it to the next step. And I think with your background there, development-wise, and you get it. You know, we've talked a number of times about development, what's important, your passion for it. It's really going to help us, you know, take our organization to the next level. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the the experience that I do bring from ARPC and that development piece, you know, it, we we see it in action and we develop it at, at, at headquarters level. But to actually go down and execute it is is what I'm really looking forward to. I know an enlisted development in the reserve has has had a history, good, bad or indifferent. There's there's sure. history there. Absolutely. And I'm not you know oblivious to it, uh, but I do believe in it. And I do know that. There are kinks to work out and and we're getting there slowly. And 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 there's some credibility too that we we kind of need to put back into it as an enlisted force. And so I'm really looking good, looking forward to to doing that, coming from the headquarters level, like I said, developing it and now being able to to put it into action. Yeah, I think that insight and your credibility immediately, you know, with the wing and the enlisted airmen. Um that you can speak to all those things. You can tell everybody the skeletons. You can just tell them that that's a myth, that that mm -hmm. doesn't exist. I think there's a lot of urban legends yes, floating around. I think we need to 
um, simply do a better job of informing and giving our enlisted airmen opportunities to develop. And then, you know, finding good pathways for people and off ramps and opportunities to grow and um, with all our different statuses. And sometimes it's better to, it's best for you in your life to serve as an IMA or maybe even go to the guard or do a NPR, MPA tour and go do some more regaf work. Like let's find the right opportunity for people at the right time to grow them and develop them and then bring them back into the fold. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And I think what's really important is being transparent. I think for the longest time, you know, development happened up in the sky in headquarters and we didn't know how it, it just happened. And, and now we're getting better about being transparent. You know, these are the things that we really want to see you doing so you can develop yourself. We want to deliberately manage your talent. You know, we, we've not been the best at that in the past. And, and, and we know that we could be better at that. And, you know, one of the things being at headquarters is being in those conversations and know that our leaders are really working to, to deliberately manage the, the out, the amazing talent that we have in the Air Force Reserve and, and watching that kind of happen has been phenomenal. And, and bringing that information back, I think, is even that much more important in letting folks know how it happens. You know, we just don't do it, you know, one day decide we're going to we're going to develop our airmen <laughs> this way. It's a it's a long process. And, and we really are invested and we really want to make sure that we're doing it right. And 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 the feedback from the field is where we also need to kind of get better at, too. You know, being at headquarters sure, is. It's, it's just hard sometimes to make sure that we are getting all of that communication. And so the, the, the experience I bring from, from headquarters and with the ability that I will be able to, to, you know, communicate back up to the headquarters is just going to be invaluable. Yeah. You got those relationships already built in. It's really yes, helpful. You know, I think when we talk about what we value is important for them to understand from a service, from a, um, you know, just the Air Force and then Reserve Command and then the wing. And then from those values, you can create expectations for people. And I think it's important for us. We've worked, we've gotten better on this on the officer side, much smaller. It's easier to do. But we've talked, at least I've talked a lot about it's okay for you to make decisions what's going on in your life right now for what your level of um, commitment and development is into. Um, and then make decisions in that based on what the other things go on in your life and then come back. Cause that's why we joined the reserve is for other opportunities. Yes, sir. Can we get there with our enlisted force as well? I, I really hope so. You know, one of the, you know, one of the things I tell the airmen all the time, when you're on reg F, everything's kind of guided for you. You know, sure. they're, they're like, you're going to this next assignment. Great. Let me go in, in the reserve. We've got so many decisions to make. And family decisions, professional decisions. Um, we don't have an assignments NCO up in the sky making assignments for us. And, and we've got status decisions to make. You know, we got to feed our families. We got to take care of our families. And what does that look like? And so there's so many options out there for us that sometimes it's overwhelming. And sure. sometimes some of our airmen just can't get there. Right. And, and, and that's okay because we're in the reserve. So finding that balance is I think going to be very difficult in, in the, in the enlisted world. I think we can get there for the most part, because I, we, we kind of are right. People are starting to move around a little bit better, kind of planning for that next move. And, and that's where we want to be. Sure. You know, where do you want to be next? How can I get you there? And, and, and you need to do your part for me to help you get there as well. So it's a partnership and it's a lot of just coming together and making sure that 
our career plans line up with our family plans and and where we want to live plans. So, so many things, you know, it's, it's in the perfect world, we would be able to move around that talent and put them right where we want them at. But uh, so we, again, I, I do feel we're getting better at that. Um, but we really have to start early with our airmen and, and having them kind of feel out their career path and what they want to do and, and manage those expectations. And uh, again, I'm excited to, to be able to start there, right? Letting our airmen know, hey, you are in the, the, the greatest reserve in the world, Air Force Reserve in the world. You have all these awesome opportunities. Start thinking about them now. You know, yeah, that's uh, a great way to think about it. Mm -hmm. um, that, that the complexities of the system and opportunities can be overwhelming, but also on the positive side, there's lots of opportunities. Exactly. And I think you're, I think you're right. Like we need to help them understand mm -hmm. what is out there communicate to them the mm -hmm. options, have them understand them, and then have them, you know, help them through whatever that decision matrix is Yes, sir. to help them get to where they want to go. Um, and it's two-way street, which you mentioned, right? They got to be able to communicate with us what they want. Um, even if that's that, hey, right now I'm good where I am. I got, I'm going to school. I'm starting a family. I got mm -hmm. a small business. My civilian job's really busy. Um, I'm taking care of, I mean, all these take care of a parent or yes. with COVID, I kid like there's so many yeah. things going on um that there are so many opportunities as long as we can find a way to help communicate with them what yes, their sir. options are yes absolutely um just so many opportunities out there and you know a lot of a lot of the senior ncos that i talk to now and a lot of the chiefs are you know i wish i would have known all this years and years back where we could do a little bit better planning and and open up those apertures of the career opportunities opportunities that are out there. So I think yeah. the earlier we start, the better. So I know, you know, Billy Baber and Rick Yerge can't do this alone, right? right. And yes, so sir. we need all of our supervisors <laughs> out there. You know, I'm looking at Sam, like it's on all of us here. Yes. To be able to do this, we need to empower our supervisors mm -hmm. and our leaders to make sure they have these tools to help that the Army can go to the lowest level and we're sending a consistent message to um, what those development opportunities are. Absolutely. Again, being transparent, right? Letting our airmen know there's the good, the bad, and the ugly, and, and making sure that they know what those are and, and not being surprised. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, there's, uh, I worry a lot about the communication and be able to communicate down the level and not only communicate, but does the message that I intend, that me, Rick Erich, intends to deliver not only does it get there, that's one thing, did it reach the airmen, but how was it perceived? How was it received? Yes. Um, so what kind of things are you thinking about as you're, you know, as, as when you start here, how you want to communicate, what kind, what type of things are you interested in? So, you know, when I became the command chief at ARPC, one of my major initiatives was I'm not doing this in a bubble. I want to make sure my message is, is received good. I want to make sure it's it's positive and I want to make sure that they're understanding. And I think the way I was, you know, successful, I would like to think I was successful at that, was making sure that I was consistently communicating with the people around me, not making decisions in a bubble, you know, making sure I was talking to the chiefs, to the senior NCOs and to the NCOs. And, you know, and I would do that. I would hold enlisted calls with my senior NCOs, the NCOs, and even the few airmen that we have at ARPC. And, and just making sure I have, especially with the senior enlisted, you know, the, those open lines of communication, tell me what I'm doing. Did that go well? You know, and, and making sure that that trust is there so they can say, chief, that didn't, that didn't go very well. 
and, and me being able to, to take that feedback and, and fix that communication piece that may have gotten uh, mixed up. So I think that's very important, right? We're a team. Uh, we're a, a large team, nonetheless, but we're a team. And it's important that we communicate. And transparency is huge. But I am I am never opposed to somebody come up to me and say, hey, chief, that didn't go too well. You know, could you explain it? Dang it. Let me go and um, take another shot at that. It's another opportunity. It. Right? Exactly. Exactly. To reinforce the message. Absolutely. Because there's nothing more important than to make sure that the airmen understand you and, and where you're coming from. And your intent is always well. Sometimes it doesn't come across that way. But to, to make sure that you're communicating with the folks and and making sure that they can communicate with you. Yeah, and I think it's, um, you know, you hit on something that I spend a lot of time on too, is just that self-reflection. Like, mm -hmm. did my message get there and be accepting of that feedback? A lot of times um, I've seen supervisors that I was like, I'm not gonna go, like when I was a lieutenant or a captain, like, I'm not gonna go tell it's them. It's hard. Like, I don't get that. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we, we need to be open. Like, I, you know, I feel like you're that person. Like, anybody can come talk to you. Absolutely. Um, you and I have had, you know, tough discussions in the past and uh, I need that. Right. You know, um, we all need that. We need that somebody yes. that's going to say, you know what, boss, like that was dumb. I, I remember you dragging me into things like you got to go do that. And I'm like, man, I don't want to. It's hard. You're like, no, you got to do it. Like and like sometimes you'll say, I got it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't need you here. Like, let me go take care of this. <laughs> yes, um, sir. And so that's important, too, I think, a behavior for our other leaders to understand of when the right timing and tempo is for that messaging mm -hmm. um, and then using the people around you to, to help convey that message. Absolutely, sir. You know, there, you know, I, I, there's no disillusion in my job and my job is to support you and to make sure your mission is getting across and, and your vision. Right. And so that's my job. And that's my job to make sure that you are successful and, and you have all the tools you have to take care of your airmen. And, and, and part of that is me making sure I'm communicating with them and um, communicating their, their thoughts, their concerns to you and, and how we together as a team can make sure we are taking care of them. Yeah, I don't believe it. I mean, I appreciate that, but it's not me. I like to think it's our mission and that we're bought in Absolutely. the same Absolutely. That's what I meant. <laughs> You're already hired. You know? um, and so, uh, you know, I really appreciate this, this opportunity. I'm looking forward to spending more time with you and, and building this thing and letting you loose on the gladiators um, to help them and help build um, build this to whatever's next. Like, yes, I think, sir. you know, the vision is cyber dominance anywhere, anytime, any, any domain. Um, that's what we want to do and empower our airmen to, you know, get there is, is, is our real job. And, you know, who's the next Billy Baber and who's the next Rick Ayers and Absolutely. who's the next Sam Matheson. Yeah. It's our job to figure out who <laughs> yep. that is. It's, it's our job building the next generation of leaders and, and doing it to the best of our abilities. Cause these are, you know, you, you never know when you're talking to the next chief master sergeant of the Air Force or the next chief of staff of the Air Force. And, and just having a little part in that is huge. It's huge. You could guide and direct somebody in the wrong direction. So you've had some interactions right. with some of our chief master sergeants of the Air Force and reserve in your past life. And, you know, at that time, you may look like that super sharp person is going to be a chief someday. But you don't know, like you said, that. They're going to get to where they are. Absolutely. And, you know, yes, I've 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 been stationed and I've worked with uh, Chief Master on the Air Force, right? And, you know, even him as a tech sergeant and me as a, a young staff sergeant, he impacted me for the, my entire career. And, and, you know, watching 
him get selected as an F chief, chief master in the Air Force, I was just like, wow. You know, I predicted it. You know, everybody, <laughs> I said this. No, but uh, you just never know. You never know who you can touch. You never know who's going to remember you for one little thing that you've, you've done to their career and to their life. And just by showing that you care. And, and that's that's what he did. And that's what he does. You know, he's he's very talented and very special at taking care of folks and, and just leaving that imprint. And man, if I could do that just to one person, I think I'd be pretty successful. Yeah. And, you know, that uh, the next I don't want to say the next could be the next, but, you know, a future 960th command chief and uh, wing commander is probably out there somewhere. Maybe not in our wing right now, but could be in the future. Was in the past. Maybe they are here. And I take that um, I take that task, you know, very seriously. Absolutely. Absolutely. I take that task and this job very seriously. You never know who's watching. You never know who that next person's going to be. And all we can hope is, you know, I was a good influence and you were a good influence. And we have the next future leaders in the in the Air Force Reserve. Yeah. Try to do our best. So yes. um, we'll wrap it up and um, really appreciate you spending this time. And, you know, I kind of just sprung it on you last minute. Um, and, and so by the time people hear this, you know, hopefully um, we've got that timeline figured out. You'll be in the seat. You'll be talking to people and getting out to learn the mission and um, help us forge the future as uh, the next gladiator command chief. Number two, like we like to say. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate this and giving me the opportunity to kind of share some thoughts and, and, and even look forward more to, to becoming a, a gladiator. First step in a number of conversations we'll have on the mic and probably more behind that. Yes. off the mic as well in the future yes sir and hopefully i'll get better at this huh <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> you're doing fine appreciate it, chief uh safe travels and until we meet again gladiators check us out sword and shield podcasts <laughs>